the point that I've been pounding now for months as it relates to the 2022 season and your favorite ball club can't take a step backward. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you'll also check out. Reds 7, Pirates 3. The Reds entered the series this weekend in Cincinnati 3-22. and 22. I'm not misspeaking when I say that. 3-22. and 22. One of the worst starts in Major League Baseball history and very much on merit. It's not like they were slumping. They were terrible at everything. Notice all my past tense there? They were, until the Pirates came to town. The Reds took two of three. They scored a lot of runs. They didn't necessarily give up a whole lot either. That's embarrassing. There is not a kinder word for that. It's not related in any way, shape, or form to the organization as a whole. It's not a reflection of, say, I don't know, what Henry Davis is doing in the minors that earned uh, promotion yesterday to Altoona, although that has a lot more to do with Roberto Perez being done possibly for the season with the hamstring that he ripped up over the weekend at Great American Ballpark. This doesn't have to do with the minors. This doesn't have to do with evaluating where the prospects are and how they're moving through the system or anything like that. This is year three. Your mulligans, if you're Ben Charrington, Derek Shelton, and everyone else who's involved in overseeing this ball club, whether it's off-field or on-field, are running out. It's year three. At some point, whether you choose to publicly accept responsibility or culpability or attach urgency to winning or even just improving at the top level, it's going to happen. It's going to happen on the outside. It might already be happening. This past week, and you can't say that I'm saying this after the fact because I brought this up specifically over the past few days related to the two games in Detroit and what was supposed to be four in Cincinnati, it was just three. The Pirates went two and three on that trip. That's embarrassing. Not because the Pirates are, oh, they're, they're all great and everything, and they should just mow down teams like that. No, but it shows there's there isn't progress. It's a small sample size, but it shows there isn't progress. We can talk about how they stayed in the games with the Brewers and all this other stuff. They still went 0-6 against Milwaukee so far. But you have to see individually, certainly, collectively, at least some steps forward. And it doesn't happen with this team. It doesn't happen with these players. And maybe it's fair to start looking at why it doesn't happen with the manager and or the coaches. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street 
from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. I'm going to keep asking this question for as long as my forehead can stand being smacked against a cement wall. And that's this. Who's getting better? If Charrington and his staff trade a Jacob Stallings and they bring back a couple of younger prospects that they like and Zach Thompson, you would like to think that Thompson would get a little bit better. Now, he did, in fairness to him, pretty well yesterday. He has not been an asset to the rotation otherwise. If Charrington moves, as he did Richard Rodriguez, to the Braves at the deadline last year, and the Braves are uh, in the hunt and hungry and they needed help, and they obviously went on to win the World Series, you would think that Charrington values Bryce Wilson. Fair, right? They saw something in those players. They didn't just pick from the bottom of a list. They got players that they wanted, and they made a trade, or two trades in this case, that they wanted to make. There's a lot of examples of things like this. What there aren't examples of is these pitchers getting better when they come to Pittsburgh. If it sounds like I pile on Oscar Marine on this show, so be it. I want to see results. I think that's reasonable. I think that's not an outlandish stance to take, that your pitching coach can coach pitchers to pitch better. And I'd like to think that the hitting coach, Andy Haynes, who hasn't been on the job very long, can do the same thing for some of the hitters. especially the whole handful of them who are now hovering below 200. But if he can't, and if Marine can't, and you're not ready to fire Marine, it's way too early to talk about that sort of thing with Haynes, then you got to look at other players. you got to stop this. You, you can't just keep throwing players onto the field as stop gaps or fillers or time killers because that's what it looks like right now and i think that's what it is it's a lousy way to operate a major league baseball team regardless of what stage you're in in terms of your rebuild how about going into the rest of this season with miguel perez and andrew knapp as your catchers do you think they'll do that i do why? They already paid Perez. Perez might come back someday, and the season doesn't matter to them. Why? They've taken the pressure off themselves in Pittsburgh, meaning at the Pittsburgh level. They have. There's not a question that I can ask, and believe me, I've tried, of anyone inside the organization related to winning in 2022 or succeeding, or even getting better in 2022 that doesn't come with some kind of generic answer about how, oh, this is getting so good and everything else. Let's see it. And if you can't see it, 
against the Tigers and especially the Reds, then who do you think you're kidding? You know, it's, it's funny. When it comes to this baseball team, a lot of people treat it like politics, where you're either in support of what they're doing or you're opposed to it. And I don't see myself that way. I, I see myself as looking at the Pirates from the standpoint that all things need to get better. Not all at the same time, but certainly after the third year, you should be seeing progress with your prospects. And you should absolutely be seeing something in Pittsburgh. What are we seeing? Still the same two guys. Still the same two guys. After all this time, and after all these moves, and after all these countless opportunities to make them better. When we come back, just one question. Derek Shelton is a super nice guy, but is he the right guy at this time? Jason, Derek Shelton is so very much the right guy at this time, to borrow your own qualifier. Not sure why you threw that in, but you did, and you kind of trapped yourself with that question. You want a manager who's got an even keel, who focuses on uh, development and teaching and instruction and everything else and prioritizes performance over outcomes. You want that through the first stage of your rebuild. What you can't accept is that it goes on forever. And what you can't accept within that is that mistakes that get made, by that I mean managerial mistakes, or decisions that can be interpreted routinely as mistakes. I guess there's not really a, a cold, hard definition of what constitutes a mistake. But you want to see the manager himself mature and grow in his own decision-making within that same context. See, there's a common acceptance, I think anyway, that when you're managing a team that's rebuilding, that that and winning have to be mutually exclusive. That, well, let's see what so-and-so can do in a tough spot. And there is some of that that works into this. But there's also just showing that you can push the right buttons with the same players without hurting their development or maturation in any way. Let me ask you this. When the Reds loaded the bases yesterday, if you're the manager, in 2022, after you've spoken for months yourself about sliding guys around where they're needed, why 
why, why are you bringing in Heath Hembry to blow the game? Which he did. Which he's done all along. Why don't you bring in your very best reliever? And if you're not inclined to use David Bednar that early, and it was only the sixth inning, then why not Chris Stratton or somebody else? Our Alex Stumpf, the beat writer at DK Pittsburgh Sports, asked Shelton yesterday in Cincinnati, why not? Why not? I mean, he, he's got to you know pitch in those situations, and we got the we got the punch out, and uh, you know we can't. I mean, we threw two fastballs right down the middle of the column, and he hit both of them out of the ballpark, and we just have to execute pitches. I'm sorry, but that doesn't cut it. That doesn't cut it. That's a lack of urgency and or a lack of situational competitive awareness. Hembry's going to blow that game a hundred times out of a hundred the way he's pitched to date. And I understand you're expecting more from Dylan Peters in relief because he's been so good, but everybody has a rough patch. Peters put all those guys on base. Help the guy out. Bail him out. Bail your team out. Give your team a chance to win. Putting Hembry in there is a big white flag that helps no one. It doesn't help Hembry, and if it did, who cares, because he doesn't matter. Journeyman reliever. There's just, there's so many disconnects that you can see in Shelton's managing, and at the same time, and in the same breath, I can tell you that I believe in this man as an individual I believe in him as a leader of this group, but I see things like this, and then I see him not losing his mind, which he should have, the previous day when the umpire decided to put on a show and make sure the Pirates had no catchers. And I wonder what it is that he's waiting for, meaning Shelton. I wonder what's going to be his green light to go ahead and actually start managing the team as if it's a team playing to win games. If that has to come from above, you know, I'm, I'm not so sure I'd be all that crazy about it. You know, I'd want, if I had a manager running my team at field level to be in my face, if I'm the GM every single day, when are you going to let me actually manage this team? You're killing me here as opposed to being okay with it. This is not okay. This is my theme for the day. This, what you just saw over the past week, is not okay. It's disturbing. It's unsettling. To everyone except them, it appears. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.